Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. I tell them I'm not like the rest. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the show. If you are new here, my name is Kinsey and I am the host of the I Love You So Much podcast where we talk all things, honestly, like Martha Stewart, books, navigating your 20s. We're having a whole cooking episode coming up soon. Just like honestly all the things, you know, today's episode is going to be incredible. We have on my editor, Carly. If you guys watch my YouTube videos, you follow the Instagram for the podcast, the TikTok for the podcast, and the YouTube channel for the podcast, which by the way, you should. I do not mention that enough. We have an entire YouTube channel for the I Love You So Much podcast. So if you would rather watch the episodes, go watch them. Actually, no, listen to the episode, then go subscribe, then watch the episode again because this one is that good, okay? We have Carly on the show today and we are talking we're really kind of going all over the place. We're talking about moving to a new city, making friends, working like the nine to five hustle in your, I hate the word hustle, the nine to five experience almost in your twenties. And most importantly, not putting yourself in a box. And I feel like Carly does this better than anyone I know. And she is such a big thinker and I love her. I would die without her. And I needed to bring her on to the show. This is very long overdue. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Just talk a little bit about myself for a second. Uh, let me give you guys a little life update. I am officially in my Martha Stewart era. Now, listen, this is nothing new. Um, don't be alarmed. As you would know, I am pretty much always in my Martha Stewart era. But what I mean by being in my Martha Stewart era now is that the seasons have changed and it's allowed me to do so to my full potential. I'm talking currently to a wall in my house with my hands, okay? So I need you guys to picture that and understand. I have purchased, I think, seven new rugs for my home. I have fall bath and body works candles burning everywhere. I have fall vlogs nonstop. I made soup, homemade tomato basil soup tonight, okay? And most importantly, I finally started my garden today. I am um, pioneering, if you will, Actually, I don't know if I'm buying it. Whatever, okay? I am starting my rooftop to table adventure. Venture? I'm going to go with venture. Venture sounds richer. I am starting my roof to table venture, if you will, okay? I'm all about zen and honestly hobbies. And when it comes down to it, like literally being Martha Stewart, all about the homemaking thing, okay? Like that's, you know, that's my vibe. That's the breadwinning housewife in us. By the way, we do have a breadwinning housewife home launch coming in November. I've been getting a lot of DMs about it. It is coming. Do not worry. Um, that will be posted on the podcast Instagram. So follow and stay tuned. Anyways, I'm in my Martha Stewart era to the fullest extent. I'm in my YouTube era right now. I got a new YouTube intro. It premiered, if you will, in yesterday's vlog. And like everything is just coming together and so beautiful. I'm exhausted right now. I am so tired to the point where my face doesn't even look like my face. My eyes are watering and I am so tired. And that is because I got home from New York City last night at like 2 a.m. Woke up very early this Monday and went on with my day. I was in New York the past week recording and then we had a pop-up for the Okind. The beanies and scarves are now available, by the way. They're on the Okind.com, my clothing brand. They're incredible, obsessed with them, love them. So that was a great week in New York. It's all on my YouTube channel. Anyways, I'm exhausted. 
And I'm just happy to be here. Happy that my garden's happening. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I really am. Okay. Also, you cannot forget that November 11th is my Dallas live show at the factory. If you are in Dallas, if you are in Texas, if you are anywhere near, there are people, I want to just let you know, there are two girls from Kansas traveling and there is one girl from Florida traveling in for the show. That is insane. Okay. So I need y'all to make sure that you are at this Dallas live show. Margo's the guest. Dom will be there as well. And I'm just planning on her doing stand-up. We haven't actually talked about it. I know it's going to happen. It is going to be so much fun. We had the best time at our New York live show. You want to be there. Get your tickets today for November 11th at the factory. Anyways, let's get into the episode and welcome Carly on to the show. Okay, so I first off wanted to start off this episode by saying happy birthday. Thank you. If I was at all musically talented, Mm -hmm. which I'm not, unfortunately, I would be, not only would I actually be singing you happy birthday Mm -hmm. right now, but I would also be a country star. Mm -hmm. So instead today, I'm saying happy birthday. Thank you. And I'm going to leave it at that for the many people that listen to this podcast episode, just for Mm -hmm. like their own good, you know? But Mm -hmm. how how are you feeling today on your birthday? I don't really feel any different. Like, Mm. you know how usually you wake up on your birthday like full of expectations, you know? Yeah. I didn't really feel that this morning. I don't (laughs) I don't know why, but I feel I feel pretty good. I feel twenty-three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, twenty-three. Isn't that crazy? That is so wild. I'm old. Yeah. No, it's not old. That was just my least favorite. Oh yeah. You always (laughs) talk about that. But the only reason I'm saying this to you on this setting for reference or for context, guys. Carly is my editor. Yeah. So she is used to edit all the podcast YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. But she run, she's run the podcast Instagram and the, all the podcast socials newsletter for like a year and a half at this point, mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. And she edits all my YouTube videos. So there's mm-hmm. no way of me getting around like 23 was not. But I know it's going to be better for you. Mm-hmm. And I have full confidence in that. Thank you. I really feel like this is my year. Like, yes, I, actually I agree feel with that. that. You're yeah. in a very good place. Thank you. I want to share a few grievances that I have with this podcast. This is going to be a very positive show, guys. Don't worry. Carly's incredibly positive. And what (laughs) we're talking about today, you will leave feeling great. But I do have a few grievances that I want to list off today. Number one, I would like to talk about Be Real. Because Be Real keeps telling me that I'm late when, in fact, they are late. Mm -hmm. I open the app. I take the photo in the time. And they, it's so glitchy that by the time it posts, mm-hmm. it says late. I'm not late. Mm-hmm. They are late. Mm-hmm. Are you having this issue or is it just me? No, it's everyone. It's glitching and they punish you for it. Yeah. And it's not okay. It's, it's really not my not, fault. Yeah. I don't like that either. And I don't like that you have to like wait to post yours to see other people's because I have to know the vibes. Yeah. And then I also like, It's like when you show up to the like dinner with your friends and yeah. someone's in sweats, someone's yeah. like fully out and like you're indifferent. Yeah, you didn't talk about the dress code, you right. know? And I also feel like people lie on be real. Yes. Do you not feel that way? Like people wait, like they post their be reals late on oh, purpose. Oh, absolutely. And which yeah, is I, just like Yeah, absolutely. Unfair. Yes. The other thing I think JC was talking about this recently and she had seen a TikTok and uh, I had also seen this TikTok mm-hmm. and the girl was saying like I think be real is great. I think we should be more real in general, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, whatever. But it's crazy how people like demonize social media for saying it's all a highlight reel and it's all fake when that's real life too. Mm-hmm. You don't go up to someone on the street and you're like, how are you? They're not going to tell you that they're having the worst. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everything that's happening on social media, yes, it's more amplified and it's on an app, but like it really is how the rest of the world is. So that's just like how life is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you like show what you want to be seen. Yes. Yeah. On or off social media. Mm -hmm. And like, that's also okay. That's also like, there's such thing as like boundaries. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Do you think Be Real is going to be like a big thing? No. And I didn't think that from the start. Like I went, I just recently re-downloaded it. I had it like in March or April. Yeah, you had it really. Yeah. My friend was like an intern. He worked at Georgetown. He was like a part of the becoming of it. And I was like, why can't you just be real on Instagram? Like I'm over here on my Instagram stories. Like being real like bffr <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah and i don't know like i just i just feel like it's gonna fade and something else is gonna come up yeah i do show because also i don't know how they're gonna monetize that without mm-hmm. kind of ruining the reason for the app right you know what i mean yeah like people like it because it is it's basically like a glorified snapchat story mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But my my beef with them is just that they keep telling everyone that I'm late when I'm, in fact, not late. You're on time. And I'm on time. And if I'm late, that's fine. I'm late often. But when I'm not, like, it's actually annoying me. So I can't deal with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, number two. My next grievance for today. 
it's actually something that you brought to my attention and I'm glad that you did. So I thought when I turned 25 that I could just rent a car and there wouldn't be added fees. No, 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 no. I had to pay an extra at least 90, but actually it might've been more than that if it was multiple days to rent a car because I'm under 26. Mm -hmm. But I'm confused because I thought when you turned 25, that stopped, but apparently not. That's what I thought too. I thought once you turn 25, you can rent cars. Yeah, no. You can rent them earlier than that. They just give you an added fee. But I've never rented a car before. Yeah. I don't think at least. Like at least on my own. So that was annoying. Next thing. There's been a lot of liars lately. For whatever reason. And I have no idea what anyone would say this. I've been getting so many comments that my voice is soothing. My voice is anything but soothing. I am not when you're listening to this podcast. It's not like... Oh, it's so calm. Like my friend Katie Bilotti, her she's very soothing. Mm-hmm. Like there's certain people, and like it's not good or nor bad. Like it's just it's not. And I don't know why people are saying that. And it's not just one or two. It's like a lot of people. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them, but it, they're just lying. You know. I don't think so. I think you have a. I think oh, you have no, a very unique. We have another liar. Voice. No, I'm not lying. I think. I think you just have like. A very distinct voice like it's recognizable and I think I'm maybe loud. that's what they mean maybe I don't really know I do I'll be out shopping or something and talking to someone and someone will look up and they like they hear me before they see me and they're like oh my god I listen to your podcast but like they recognize me from my voice huh. but it's because I don't shut the fuck up and I'm so loud yeah, yeah. so it'll be hard to not hear that you know yeah, but I don't even know if it's, like, volume. I just think it's, like, the way, you, like, you talk is, like, just different than the average Joe. I don't know why. Interesting. Have you ever thought of that about yourself? Um, No, actually, I think the way I talk is annoying, which is unfortunate <laughs> for the job that I have because I, for whatever reason, have this, like, godforsaken Valley Girl accent when I grew up in Texas. I don't know where it came from. Like, I don't even have—I say y'all, but I don't mm-hmm. have—I mean, no one really in Dallas has, like, strong yeah. accents, like, whatever, but— I, I say like a lot. I talk like a valley girl, right? And I don't know where... I lived in the valley at one point, but this happened <laughs> way before that. I don't know. And by the way, I think that stereotype is very odd valley girl because I'm like, I would say other parts of the U.S. Mm-hmm. before I would even say that area. But anyways, mm-hmm. okay, well, maybe I'm just not <laughs> seeing or hearing myself correctly. I just would never say that. And I did want to bring attention to it because I did find it odd. And I don't know where it's coming from. Maybe it's like a solo episode where I was tired. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll record a solo episode when I'm tired on purpose because I mm-hmm. feel like I'm more relaxed, you know? Yeah. There are multiple sides of me, though, to where... I'm either really chill and calm and like easygoing or mm-hmm. I'm life of the party, mm-hmm. but there is no in between. Like I am one or the other. And I think more often than not, like day to day, I'm really calm and I wanted to call myself calm actually. I'm more, more chill, if yeah. you will. Or I'm like, uh, and I'm in bed at like 8 p.m. or I'm uh, like at the bars until mm-hmm. two. And then, you know, like it's one or the other. So. Right. Anyways, I'm glad that I was able to share my grievances with you today because it's been a morning. I left my laptop at breakfast, had to go back and get that. It's just, it's not been good, you know? Oh, wow. Wait, where'd you go to breakfast? Toast. Where is that? On 3rd Street. It was actually like my first place that I went to when I came to LA when I was like 17. Or 16 or something like that. 16. So yeah, I used to go a lot when I was younger and I was just craving this one green drink. So Mm -hmm. I went there this morning, met up with an old friend. It was Mm -hmm. nice, 7 a.m. That's the one thing I miss about LA is that people will just go to breakfast and coffee with you at 7 a.m. If I asked my friends out in Dallas, besides friends who at one point lived in LA, they would would look at me like I am crazy. Mm -hmm. Like it would never happen. But at least here, like I used to do that all the time. I would do like 7 a.m. coffee all the time. I would go to Pilates and then do that. No, I, I miss live that. for it. I live for an early morning. It's just so, it's so mm-hmm. nice. And I do my early mornings, but I walk with my dad every morning, which love. Mm-hmm. And he's the only person who will do that with me. So, but also I would pick my dad. So it's mm-hmm. okay. Okay. What I wanted to talk to you about on the podcast today is that you are someone who does not put yourself in a box at all. And I think that's very difficult. Mm-hmm. And I know you, so I know it's not just like this easy, like no imposter syndrome, like obviously. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted to talk to you. Because really, you're truly a multi-hyphenated. You're a breadwinning housewife, if you will. You know what I mean? Like, you just do whatever you want to do. And you don't let society or whoever it is tell you that you have to be one thing. Or just because you have a corporate job doesn't mean you don't want to do music. Or, like, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. 
And I think that that is a lost art that actually maybe never existed. And it's very important. So I wanted to talk to you about just basically doing and being whoever you want to be, regardless of what either you think you should be or society thinks that you should be. Mm-hmm. You know? Totally. But yeah. I expand. Yeah. I mean, I feel like my whole life, like I've had different interests and I've like found my way to be satisfied in like each of those things. So like in high school, I was in like a lot of different clubs rather than being an expert in like one club, you know, like I'd be in choir or play soccer or I was like on the AB honor roll instead of all A's. Like I just like had many different things going on. And then like that went into college. And then obviously when I started like interning and doing like career things, like I like was never like satisfied with just like one thing. And I also was never really an expert at anything. Like I loved singing my whole life, but it was never like, oh wow, like you're like the next big, you know what I mean? Like I was never so, so good at one thing. So I was like, okay, if I'm not gonna be the best at one thing, I'm gonna be like almost the best at seven. (laughs) So that's what I like did. And I don't think I even did it intentionally. I just think I was like, okay, right now in my life, like I remember when I was in college, like I was like, I wanna do something like, with my own business. So I started my own business. And I was like, I want to do something with the church. So I like involved myself in church. And I was like, I want to like excel in school. So I'm going to excel in school. And I want to like be in an acapella group. So I'm going to be an acapella. I don't know. I just feel like my whole life, I was like, I have so many different things. I have to find pockets of my life to fill it, if that makes sense. Do you have someone in your life that you looked up to that was like that? Or did it just come so naturally? Right. I think it came naturally. I mean, my parents have always like push me to do whatever I wanted to do, which I think is really important. And it made me feel really like secure to try different things growing up. But I was thinking like, and I always reflect on this like every day, like the female mentorship I feel like I have in my life is insane. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's, it's not normal. Like the people who I have to listen to. Go into this actually. And how did you find these people? Well, one of them is like definitely you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like seriously though, like I used to watch your YouTube videos in high school, which is so crazy. And I remember I would like be like, oh, that's so cool how she's like in church and she's in LA and she, you know, also does whatever for work. That's so cool. And like, I don't know. I feel like I've always like found my teachers like respectable like I've always like found mentorship and had a relationship with my like female teachers and even like male teachers honestly like I've always been like trying to pay my respects to like whoever was teaching me at the time or like mentoring me at the time and I always like soaked it in and like Mm -hmm. whenever I started freelancing and like working for you like I just like wanted to learn from you like and everything you do and I just love that and then like even now like with Kim at Geneva like to learn from her about like something so like up next I feel like is yeah. so special and, and she really is like the yeah she's genius she's literally genius she's like gonna change the world I mean she already is yeah. I feel like so I just background yeah. if you guys don't know what Geneva is which I don't know how you would listen to this podcast and not know what Geneva <laughs> is that's what I always say like it's basically our group chat Carly now works for Geneva mm-hmm. so will you tell us actually your specific job title mm-hmm. now and then I also want to go into the other many things that you just do in life right. so we can like give these examples sure well my job title is community manager but I feel like I'm Kim called me a hot commodity one time and I was like what like I feel like I'm just like in different parts of yeah. the company and just like help out where I can it's like startup vibe so it's 100% yeah. 100% yeah it's community manager so essentially it's just like talking to the people who are you know, at brands or reach out through support or whatever, like the pinpoint of each community and like creating a relationship with them to like hopefully get them on Geneva. And then what are like five of your many hobbies and interests that you are doing? Right. I, well, I love singing. Like last night I was like making a beat on my computer. You actually are very talented, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I was like going to go on a date last night, (gasps) but I didn't. And I stayed home and I made a beat. Like that's my vibe. But I was just like exploring that. So that's something that I've kind of pushed on the back burner. Like, because I feel like right now in my life, I have a lot going on and don't really feel like that's like a good thing to prioritize right now but it's one of my interests I'm super involved in like church and like serving and like hanging out with people from church and and stuff like that super into like freelancing so like I work for you I my roommate this morning was like I feel like freelancing is like your hobby 
And I was like, exactly. And it pays. Like, I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, so I feel like right now. You had a good hobby. Yeah. I know. What a great hobby. Yeah. Like, I actually like, like, editing videos and, like, doing that stuff. Like, it's fun for me. So I feel like that's, like, something that I enjoy and I do. Yeah. I feel like those are a few of my you hobbies. You podcast. I yeah. do podcast. I haven't been consistent with it. But um, you do it. But I yeah. do have one. Yes. The Carly Deer podcast. Like, I love the podcast. You really, really need to just do it. Yeah. Yeah. We need to have another meeting about that. We this. do. I love yeah. those meetings. Me too. I love doing those meetings. Yeah. Listen, I love working out. I'm very consistent, but having the energy to work out is not always the easiest. And when you do work out, you really want to make sure that you're just getting the most out of it to get the results faster. Okay. So thanks to TikTok, I kept seeing women talk about a product called Amino Lean. Then I saw it at Whole Foods and I decided I needed to give it a try. I've been taking it now for weeks. It's been a game changer for my workouts. Each scoop of Amino Lean helps provide a clean boost of jitter-free energy and has key ingredients like essential amino acids, L-carnitine, and natural caffeine from green tea, which just helps fuel your body and spark your metabolism so you can get the most out of each workout. That is why Amino Lean has become the fastest growing energy supplement Now they have over 25,000 reviews on Amazon. It's available in all Whole Foods and Walmart locations, plus thousands of other grocery stores across the country. Amino Lean has zero sugar, zero calories, and is available in real fruit flavors like pink lemonade, acai, fruit punch, and more. Personally, I like the pink lemonade. So before I go in for my workout, you just mix a scoop or two into the water and you just have this amazing tasting beverage. It gives your body a boost of energy without the jitters or the crash. And right now, get 20% off Amino Lean at rspnutrition.com using code I love you. Amino Lean can be found at over 10,000 stores across the country, including Walmart and Whole Foods, and of course, Amazon as well. Hey guys, I'm Lindsay Carter, the founder of Set Active, and this is my new podcast, Ready, Set, Spill. Finding the balance between being a mom, running a business, and still maintaining somewhat of a social life is a constant work in progress. We live in a time where social media glamorizes everything that we do, but life isn't always a perfectly curated Instagram post. And that's coming from someone who built their business on a perfectly curated Instagram feed. Nothing here is off limits, so get ready, get set, because it's time to spill. Nothing says I am in my Martha Stewart era like looking put together. What I found with looking put together, that just means a very simple outfit with very beautiful, elegant jewelry, if you will. And that is what I am going for, okay? So Golden has this celestial collection. It's inspired by the sun, moon, and stars and the unwavering magic that lives within each of us which is beautiful, okay? Their collection has become an iconic golden staple worn and loved by so many. Each piece just adds that elegant touch of an everyday enchantment that reminds you to harness your unique power and delight in the gifts of the universe. Pretty much the perfect collection for fall, okay? And I mean, it literally couldn't be better. There are some favorites from the Mystic Collection, the hand-stamped illustrations that symbolize spellcasting, magic-making, manifestation, and more. So the story means a little bit more than just like the everyday jewelry, you know what I mean? They have the Zodiac Collection, which is perfect for a gift. This is an easy way to personalize gifts, and they're always so cute. Who doesn't want something with their Zodiac sign on, you know what I mean? They also have some newer pieces, the Stardust Hoops and Stacking Ring. I love a stacking ring. It's just, oh my God, I'm obsessed. The Nova Hoops are incredible. It's a constellation of stars, which I just love. And they also have the Nova Micro Ring, which is a meaningful reminder of your purpose, inspiration, and deepest callings. The North Star of your everyday stack. So obviously, I'm not going to leave y'all hanging if you too want to be elegant and classy with me this fall season and look really it's not even really about being elegant and classy necessarily it's about like looking more put together with less effort and that is where jewelry comes in specifically golden so you guys can use code ilysm15 at checkout for 15 percent off your first purchase visit golden and that's gldn.com to find the perfect piece and make it yours again use code ilysm15 at checkout for 15 percent off your first purchase You just do 
like whatever you want. And uh-huh. I think because in cities like LA and New York, yes. it's more normal. Mm-hmm. So like being here, it's very normal for my friends to have like a corporate job or whatever, like yeah. whatever they're doing, a job, like a paying job, right? right? And then also be doing like, oh, I'll just like DJ for fun or I'll go do this yeah. for fun or I'll go do this or like have so many different endeavors, have side jobs, totally. have other like passion projects they're working on. But in more of like middle America, I would say mm-hmm. it's really not that common. Like it, the I don't have that many friends in Texas. Right. That I have friends who have interests in things for sure, but they don't pursue them and they don't do them. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you have to, because I have this issue where like every hobby that I have, I, I end up monetizing it, mm-hmm. which is actually, it's not, re- it is an issue in the sense of like, okay, well, what do I have that isn't connected to my job, mm-hmm. you know? But having hobbies and having like allowing myself to dive into like other interests that I have Mm. I was thinking about this the other day and this is the way that I've grown so much Mm -hmm. I remember in the fourth grade so obviously growing up in Texas I don't actually if you don't know competitive cheer is like actually you should know if you have seen cheer on Netflix (laughs) I know so many girls who went to Navarro like we it competitive cheer is such a big thing there right I was living in a small town and then we moved to my hometown and we have so many like the top teams are basically like within 20 minutes mm-hmm. of my house so it was fourth grade and I was like so much more uptight at this point in my life and I remember so vividly not wanting to go cheer there because I felt like if I should have started in kindergarten I'm way too old to start something mm-hmm. new in the fourth grade right like that is actually crazy but I was like that like I didn't let myself which is weird because I did end up starting a YouTube channel doing that stuff. So like mm-hmm. that was one thing I did do, thank God. But any other interest that I had that I wanted to do, maybe more recreational, I just didn't do. Like I mm-hmm. recently, or in the recent years, there's been like so many different things that I've gotten into. Like cooking has been a really big one. Obviously reading has been a big one, but I've always been a reader. Riding horses has been like a really big thing. I'm getting more like creative even now. Like I've started doing, like I've started writing the artist way. I'm so excited for you to I do know, that by I'm the so way. Excited. I got her that for her birthday and it's going to be incredible. But there's just a lot of different interests that I have had that I didn't allow myself to start doing until really I would say post-grad. And I I don't think I would have ever done it had I not had like the specific life experience that I've had and have a job that allows me to like explore other things and like still be able to work. Mm-hmm. But it isn't normal in other places. And I hear so often friends being like, yeah, I would like to do that, but like, that's it. And then it's like, okay, well, I mean, like you're working and then you're like, going out all the time that's it and like by the way I love going out clearly like that's not that's not what I'm saying but like there are other things that you can do and add Mm -hmm. into your life like if you're interested in something or you want to do something like do it it. you should do it you know yeah no I totally feel that and I it's kind of funny because a lot of my friends from South Carolina which is where I'm from like reach out to me like for advice whenever it comes to like a creative endeavor like Mm -hmm. I want to start a YouTube channel or I want to do like how did you get involved with freelancing? Like, how did you get this opportunity? Like, how did you, like, essentially push back or push, like, over a certain threshold of, like, whatever? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I have no advice to give you. Like, just do it. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what's stopping you. And I feel like a lot of people have fear that if they're not going to succeed right away or if they're not going to, like, have an in already. Like, I feel like a lot of these people who do want to do these things that where I'm from like they have like this entitlement to success like if they were to pursue something like okay like if I'm going to start a podcast like that means it has to be successful or if I'm going to do something and I think that's something that I kind of take pride in is like I'll do something even if it's not successful like I'll post on Instagram or on TikTok or on YouTube or whatever it is just for the troll of it and not like it's I mean, fun yeah, and like what fun. even is success like to me right. that is success yes. like that is cool that you actually even do it yeah. anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Like people don't even get to that totally. point, you know? I want to talk a lot about imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. but before we get into that, let's say someone is listening to this podcast and they have the questions that your friends are asking mm-hmm. and they want to go into like creative endeavors, doing freelance, doing things like that. How did you book your first freelance jobs? Well, I started with myself. So I was like, I edited videos for myself and I was posting on Instagram, creating social media assets for my own podcast. And I edited my own podcast and created my own portfolio in college. And, you know, 
the internships that I had in school that were not glamorous, like I literally worked for Lindsey Graham, I worked for a bird company, like literally the weirdest jobs ever that were not LA flashy, cool influencers. And I made a portfolio and I learned how to pitch myself. And I feel like I just wasn't afraid of a cold DM. I wasn't afraid of a cold email. I wasn't afraid of like whatever. And I would just say, I have these skills. Look at what I've done for myself. I can do yeah. them for you too. Which is why I hired you. Your yeah. pitch was so good. Yeah. Like I knew from the email that I was, which really? is like not a good thing to say or to do. Like I wouldn't recommend doing that with anyone else. <laughs> I've done it, by the way. I've had... The, this is what I, this is my other issue in yeah. life is that like anyone who works for me because you were the first person I really hired mm-hmm. I just expect every, I didn't like I obviously knew you were so great I just didn't realize that you were like one in a billion I think until I started having other people and I'm like I mm. wish everyone was a Carly like you are just so good which Thanks. I knew you were so good before but I, I just I've never appreciated you more I think <laughs> at this point but yeah, you were really, you had an incredible pitch. And like Thank from you. the start, I was like, this is it. But it's also because you took the initiative and did it with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. People don't, when they're like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. I'm like, okay, well, just, if you want to even manage someone's Instagram, mm-hmm. make a, a mock mm-hmm. portfolio. Like you need to do things in order to get hired and not just say you can do things. I think right. if you're showing someone visually, like I can do this, I've done this, here are my skills instead of just like listing something off. Mm-hmm. Like if you're showing them versus just talking, makes a huge difference. Makes a huge difference. I think it's always great to do something else than what's asked. Like always go mm-hmm. above and beyond. Well, um, which you do. I think I think I remember I made like a Google Drive folder and I sent you uh-huh. it and it had like a cover letter in my resume. And Actually, let's see if we can pull, let's it, pull it up too. <laughs> we should do on the Instagram like a, uh, what is it? A slideshow, a carousel of, oh uh, my God, how old am I? Like I turned 25 and I act like I'm 45. Like what's wrong with me? We should do like a roundup of like, here's a good pitch. Here's what, you know what mm. I mean? Like we don't have to share your exact thing, but October 12th, 2020. Wow. Yeah, Google Almost Drive. Two years. It was a Google Drive. I know that's crazy. It has been two years. Okay, so she did a bunch of links, a resume, and then, yeah, and it was just, like, above and beyond, and that's, yeah, it was, I'm like, that is, I, I, you will have a job with me as, as long as I can possibly keep you. Like, I, that's what I always say. I'm like, Love that anything you want. Like, I'm <laughs> like, if you don't want to be doing this, you let me know, and we can move some things around. <sighs> but it's also because you have time and time again, like, you always go above and beyond. Okay. You always do that. So you've just obviously been, like, invaluable to me. Like, I would literally die without you. But yeah, that's how you get a job in freelance. It really is. Honestly. Well, people act entitled. Like they'll yes. be like, you cannot respond to a, a Instagram story and say me. Like if you're interested in a job, by the way, that tell them. <laughs> no, tell them. Actually, that would work for that can work on certain things, but don't DM for things when they ask you for emails. Anyway, to- yes. no, I totally agree. Like it's just like you. If somebody says something like, okay, for example, I don't, I don't know if this is too detailed, but my friend saw that Cody Co tweeted, I'm looking for an editor. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm just going to send him an email that says I'm interested. I'm like, you're never going to get that job. Yes. Like, he's never going to reply to you. I get emails all the time like, hey, I'm interested in this. It's like, what do you, okay, well, why don't you, se- you should send your resume. You should yes. send this, not like, you don't need to make that person do more work mm-hmm. because it also shows that you're not taking the initiative right mm. there. So what that tells me is you're not going to be taking the initiative later. Right. So you need to be like, on it. On it immediately. Totally. You know? It is time, everyone. We are prepping for the holidays. Like, I I think a tear just came to me. And I can't tell if it's because I'm so tired or because I'm crying tears of joy. And honestly, it's a mix of the two, okay? Halloween is practically here. I got home last night from my trip. And my Halloween costumes were, had arrived. And I'm like, how did that happen? Like, we're actually so, it's what, like, what is happening to this year, okay? Halloween is practically here. And after that, the holidays seem to rush in one after the other. I personally decorate on November 1st. So I will be decorating in literally two weeks, okay? But don't stress, Macy's is your one-stop shop for all your party hopping and party hosting essentials from casserole and pie dishes to home decor to gifts that'll chip away at your list early. So go ahead, pick up your Halloween costume three hours before the party. No one has to know. Check out Macy's.com. Again, that is Macy's.com. You can never be too on top of one, both core and also hosting gifts. It's very important as you get older to bring a hosting gift to someone. I remember the first time someone brought me one and I was like, wow, 
This is peak maturity, okay? But I'm telling you, if you go to Macy's.com, they have so many and you can just stock up on them, keep them in a closet. It, like They come in handy all the time in the holiday season. I will grab like my favorite blanket that I see of the season from Macy's, throw it in a like closet and then just wrap it up and bring it over as like the host gift, okay? Or cute little candles. I mean, there's so much stuff, right? So again, that is Macy's.com for all of your holiday prep. So let's get into imposter syndrome. Okay. Because when you are, you know, making uh, making moves mm -hmm. in creative endeavors and different hobbies and different, I think there's a few things you need to do. One, a lot of it is naturally people are worried about what other people think. Mm -hmm. So that is something that you just like easier said than done to you just have to get over it. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't think that it's something you ever fully get over. Mm -hmm. It's something that you just like make a decision to do and you just do it. And I think like keeping your head down helps with that. And that could be a full other episode. Like that's, it's not just that easy, but you also need to give yourself the freedom and you need to change what success means in your mind. And also something I say all the time, you are the youngest that you'll ever be right now. And it is easiest as time goes on, more and more responsibility will be added. So you, I will be adding things to my life when I'm 60. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to stop now, but stop then. But like right now is a time to add it. But with starting new endeavors and with like just doing things that are cool to you, like you have to, your opinion of yourself has to matter so much more mm -hmm. than other people's opinions of your, of you. But naturally everyone's going to deal with imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And this is something we have talked a lot about a lot. So how are, how are you feeling about imposter syndrome currently? Yeah, I feel like I'm doing better with it. I've had a lot of change around my relationship with like work and like how I feel when I work and the results that I'm making. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it used to be, I mean, it's still just kind of like this. Like if I make a typo, I'm like, I hate myself. I'm like never going to get a job again. You know what I mean? No, you really do catastrophize I in do. thinking of that. You're like, oh my God, the amount of times you're like, sorry, I'm like, I'm like you're not late. We don't even have a time. Yeah. Like it's just send me when it, when you send it to me. Like you yeah. are not late. Like, I know. It's, yeah. it's really my worst yeah. trait ever is like, I just want to be perfect and I want to make sure that I'm doing my best. And it's like that. And you're harder job. on yourself than anyone will ever be on you. Totally, yeah. totally. So I feel like a lot of it is like perfectionism, but it's funny because I didn't even know like what imposter syndrome was until I went to school because I was a first generation college student and they like preached about it in my scholarship program. And I, I made a speech on it. Like I was like an ambassador for like, you can beat imposter syndrome. This is so you. Yeah. I know. I love, <laughs> I love that stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I don't even remember like what exactly I said, but I think if not you, then who, you know? And that's what I'm telling my friends right now who are like reaching out to me about this advice. I'm like, well, if not like you, then who else is going to do it? Like you have to act like it's yours and you have to, you know, show up as the person who already has the job or has, you know, the success or whatever you want, because that's like how you're going to start living it. And it will come to fruition eventually. And I think, I don't know, I feel like you see like the worst sides of me when it comes to like, me catastrophizing and not feeling These are super not, confident. But this is, it's not like a bad thing. Right. It's a being a human. That's normal True. and natural. True. Yeah, no, it's not. Right. But that's what I mean. I'm like, you don't have to be hard on yourself. For, right. Yeah. I feel like a, like right now what I'm like navigating is like working full time and mm -hmm. like having like a personality on top of this. I mean, this is something I talk about with my coworkers all the time. It's like, okay, like I can't just fit into like the identity. Like I feel like I'm building something new. I feel like there's a generation of like early 20s in late 20s people who are building like a personality and you work full time. Like yeah. I'm not just my job. Like I'm so much more than that, but I also want to be like the best representation of my job and, and balancing like a new kind of like future of an employee, if that makes sense. And I feel like I never feel like confident to like express my full self. And that's like something I'm working through right now, if that makes sense. Like what are the things that you're doing to work through that? You totally get what you're saying. I think a lot of people are going to relate yeah. to that. I think I try to talk about it, like, with people, like, directly. And I'm I'm always like, okay, I feel this way. Like, I, I very much am a transparent person. And I think I'm just trying to put myself out there and just being like, I don't care. And seeing, like, like you kind of said, like, nobody's going to be mad. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to get, like, fired for for doing another job on top of a job. Or I'm not going to get like punished by like 
social media for putting out something that's like slightly controversial or a certain group of people aren't going to hate me for like doing something that may not be the norm on TikTok. You know what I mean? Like it's really not going to be a bad result. I just am trying to push through that negative voice and just like put myself out there if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. I think too when you're someone who does have so many different interests Mm -hmm. and doesn't like niche down that's Mm -hmm. like the big thing in the recent years. I'm like, you have to have a niche on TikTok, which I've always, I've never had a niche in my life. Like, I love ever. that. I, also, a lot of what I like, like, it's like, I love Nashville, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't, and I love country music, but in, I wouldn't identify as a conservative. And I like mm-hmm. all these things like in different boxes. And those are the people I'm always drawn to, the people totally. that surprise you. I have a friend who's a country music star and he's like so different than what you would expect in person. Like, I don't know. I love people that surprise you and have things that like society would deem as like they don't mesh well together. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But I do think when you're someone who like really likes a lot of different things and you you don't fit right into some sort of bubble, you fall into this like you you need to be liked by some people or you need to find your people. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not about being liked, but it's hard when like, let's say you go into like a niche of like something stupid, like not this is stupid, but I'm just giving an example. Mm -hmm. That's like, doesn't make sense for me. Like, let's say it's like target finds. You're going to find people who like target finds. But when you're all over the place, it is kind of difficult. And then you're thinking like, well, these people like me for this, but like, if I do this, Mm -hmm. will they like me for this? And that's not even on social media. That's like in real life. And something that I've had to learn is that like you will not, not only will you not be liked by all, but you don't want to be liked by all. Because typically if you're liked by all, you're like a cardboard of a person, you know, and you want to find your people and it is totally fine. It's actually better to like kind of lose the people that aren't really with you. Even like in a business sense, it's like Mm -hmm. higher engagement. You know what I mean? Like you want that as it goes on, but it's very difficult when it's just natural to want to be liked by everyone, Mm -hmm. you know? That's so real. That's always been my biggest struggle is approval by, like, the world. Like, I just want everybody to like me, whether it was everybody at school or everybody at church or everybody anywhere. Like, I just want them all to just be like, thumbs up, Carly. You did great, you know? We love you. I know. We love you, and there's no hate. And I'm probably the most, in my head, controversial human on this earth. I don't know why I think that about myself, but I do. (laughs) I definitely agree that, like, it's not the end of the world just to be yourself and you'll find your people. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that even with jobs. Like, I was trying so hard to work at, like, Viacom or Netflix or, like, some big media company because I got a degree in journalism and I was like, I'm going to be a news anchor or something like that. Or even I applied to Dear Media. Like, I've applied everywhere and I was just, like, getting so many rejections and I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand. And I feel like Geneva was a very natural progression and it like really resonated with me as a person and I was like oh all these denies mean a yes from something that means like it like aligns with my life like I love it yeah it ended up being it ended Mm -hmm. up working out way better also like circling back to imposter syndrome I think it's very important to talk about this because as someone like let's say I don't know you personally and I just see you on social media or someone doesn't know me personally and they just see me on social media and they don't like listen to the podcast or something Mm. It seems like people doing something that is not maybe the norm. It's like, oh my God, they're so confident and they just do that. And like, they probably don't have these fears or like, like we both have imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. and I think everyone does. And there are days that both of us are like, oh my God, I've never like, you you spiral and thinking and catastrophize. Like for me personally, I'm like, it'll happen like once a month where I'm like, oh my God, I've done nothing. I'm not, mm. like, I'll never get to where I want to be. I'm so far behind. I'm so this and that and whatever. And like, it it really is normal to feel those things. I think something that someone taught me that has stuck with me forever is your feelings are valid, but they're not always true. Mm-hmm. And so, and then also like the idea of like, your mind has to be stronger than your emotions and not, especially when you're a creative, not relying so heavily on your emotions and seeing them as truth because it's not true and also even if you're not let's say you aren't where you want to be at this time or whatever like first off time doesn't matter we I just did a whole episode on like people who succeeded later in life like you don't need to do Mm -hmm. everything in your 20s but even if you aren't like where you want to be great then you can make a plan to get there like there isn't it doesn't need to be this crazy like overnight success mm-hmm. or overnight sensation and also by the way like you can have hobbies that are just hobbies mm-hmm. like they're just things that you do for fun it doesn't need, like I'm not gonna become like 
I'm, I mean, actually, I want to own a ranch, but like, I am just like riding horses for fun, or I'm just doing certain things like for fun. It doesn't need to be always like, I'm going to start the next Google or something mm-hmm. like that. But like, it is so normal. Everyone feels this way. Like, the biggest, most quote, successful people in the world struggle with this. Like, everyone feels oh, totally. this way. It's like important to also remember that when you're spiraling. Oh, it's a confidence booster for sure. I mean, I talk about this all the time with people that like, everybody's just trying their best, you know, like everybody, nobody has it figured out. And I feel like as soon as you realize that it's a confidence booster because you can go into conversations being like, well, they don't know what they're doing either. So I can like bring what I have to offer to the table and that's going to be great. Or just like not feeling intimidated by others, I guess, because that's something I used to struggle with a lot. And I mean, I still kind of do, but just like being so like in awe of like somebody's success or like where they got themselves in life and just being like, I think that's like really cool. But I think it's also cool to realize that I can kind of do that too and like, you know, feel good mm-hmm. about myself in a conversation and not feel like super, you know, like insecure. What's interesting too is that something I wanted to ask you about is on the other end, yeah. you do like walk into room with confidence. And when you are in situations that are really cool settings, like you just have the confidence, you're like, here's my ideas. This is what I want to do. Like you're such a go-getter and so excited. Do you have like a routine of like pumping yourself up to like be confident? Like, what do you do? That's so funny. I I do definitely bring that energy. So thank you for that. Like, I love that. I feel like I don't have a routine, but I think it's important that I spend time with myself every day. I'm very, everybody's like, you're such an extrovert. I mean, I feel like I I have two sides as well. Like I'm very like shy and timid or I wouldn't say I'm shy. I would say I'm quiet because if somebody asks me a question, like I'll open up. You're observant in that time. Yes. And then I'm also like life of the party, like loud. Like if you see me at church, like I'm like talking to everybody, high-fiving, like vibing. And I I don't know. Like I feel like spending time with myself so I know myself and I know like how important it is to like walk to a room because I feel like it's just like I like to be that for other people. Like I feel like a lot of other people feel – scared and and they have like social anxiety and it's not really something I struggle with a lot of the time so I'm okay with like being embarrassed and putting myself out there and like uh, I don't know just being funny when I walk into a room mm-hmm. and it's also like worst case scenario let's say you do something like no one is thinking about you as much as you were thinking about you and if you do something that's embarrassing like if I do something and I'm like oh my god it's so embarrassing mm-hmm. like I'm thinking about it like two weeks later like, there's something that happened I'm like I'm still thinking about it I'm like I would bet $10,000 right now that mm-hmm. not a single person who was in that setting has thought about it since totally. I left. And if it was like a friend coming to me telling me that, I'm like, that is not a big deal. Like, yeah. but we will, we just get so much in our heads. And I think people just care a lot more about themselves than they care about you at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And like, it's so true. just honestly, that's freeing. It's a very, I actually like that about the world mm-hmm. because I don't want people to care that much about me because that is stressful. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely think it's important to, show up with confidence yeah okay I want to talk about life in a new city post-grad yes because you moved to Los Angeles Mm -hmm. so give us like your post-grad journey into finding friends and how you got your job sure or jobs (laughs) that's real so I went to University of South Carolina when COVID happened I was like your typical college student and I went on spring break and then COVID happened, shut the world down, blah, blah, blah. We all know the story. And so I moved back to my mom's house and was doing online work after that and was like, okay, I don't know what the future holds. So I'm just going to do my master's in a year from home, like whatever. And so I did that. And then I saved up a bunch of money. I was like babysitting. I was working for you. I was working at Earth Fair, which is like an Air One South Carolina version. Love. And I just was like saving up as much as I could because I knew I wanted to move out and live alone after college. I didn't know where. I didn't know if it was going to be Charlotte or Nashville or Atlanta, like somewhere near where I was from in South Carolina, which is Somerville. And so I was looking at one bedrooms and I was like, okay, let me just see what a one bedroom is in LA. And a studio in LA was the same as a one bedroom in Charlotte. And so I was like, why am I not moving to Los Angeles? I'm going to go. And so I packed my Honda Civic and I just drove the day after Christmas with my 20-year-old brother to an apartment that I found in Hollywood, on Hollywood Boulevard, which is such a story. Classic, too. It's <laughs> classic. Like, it's such a story. Like, we literally almost died on the car ride because it was, like, fr- frozen roads. Oh, great. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we were driving through Texas 
actually. Oh, and this, oh, I remember this time, actually. Yes, and it was like, the roads were literally frozen, and my brother was driving. It was, my brother drove 85% of the trip, and he was driving, and we did like a 360 on the road, and he had to pull the emergency brake. He like put his foot on the brake, had to hold the steering wheel, and like, if I was driving, we would have died, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We ended up in the ditch, scarless. Like, That's not even, crazy. Yeah, we were just like back on the road in five seconds, because there was nothing, there was nothing wrong with the car. So I was like, God wants me in LA. I'm like moving. (laughs) This is a sign. Thank you very much. And so, yeah, I just ended up moving here. I had no plans. I just knew, you know, I had like literally like you were definitely my like highest paying client at the time. Like I was trying to get more clients. Like I was trying to get build a little business, if you will, trying to see if that could be my one source of income, like freelancing. And it actually ended up working out. Like, I think I got enough clients to pay my rent, which was crazy. And I started freelancing one and I was like, okay, well, this will be enough. And then I can find babysitting jobs or I'll get a job at, you know, a grocery store there. Like, I'll figure it out. Like, if I have this coming in every month, I can afford to live on my own in L.A. And I'm going to do it. And I had a bunch of savings, too. So I moved. And I had, like, no family out here. I have a 60-year-old cousin who lives in Santa Barbara, but he's weird. (laughs) I'm actually going to see him on Sunday. My <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't hear this. Yeah. <laughs> he probably will listen to it. Um, but yeah, so I like I had no connections, essentially. And so I moved out here and I was looking for a job like in real life. But it ended up I was just finishing grad school in the studio that I had and working on my own freelance. So it was really hard days. Like I was yeah. doing like I'm not even trying to like be dramatic, but I was probably working like 18 hours a day on my laptop and then sleeping and waking up, working 18 hours a day on my laptop, sleeping, waking up. Just like grad school and freelance. I don't know how I put myself through grad school while doing freelance, but I did. And I graduated in July of 2021, so last summer. And I hadn't really made any friends outside of my one friend who moved here the same time as me in January. His name is Jaden. Like, we were both from South Carolina. We bonded. We were, like, doing everything together. So he was, like, my go-to, like, number one BFF. We were just, like, exploring the city together, like, doing everything together. So I didn't really have time to adventure outside of that. And I started going to Mosaic and made a few, like, you know, surface-level friends, like, acquaintances there. But I wasn't, like, BFFs with anybody. I had only been here, like, six, seven months or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was pretty much it. And then I, I stopped freelancing and started working at Press Juicery because I was just so burnt out from the way I was working. And I was working at Press Juicery and I hated my life and I like wanted to die <laughs> because it was so depressing. Yeah. And I quit and started working at Air One. And I just, I, I made friends with one of my coworkers at Air One. Like it was just weird trying to make friends, but I would always ask people on coffee dates. Like I would always ask people for Mosaic on coffee dates. And I feel like I planted a lot of like, early seeds and friendships but like nothing was really happening like I wasn't like clicking with anybody and I just had my one friend and his friend group which was great and then I feel like in the past couple months like I've really found a friend group like I've really found my friends I feel like the people who I was like slightly friends with in the beginning I'm really really close with now and I feel like it took that long like it took a year and a half to like blossom those friendships but I would say they're literally all from Mosaic and or people who I've met through Zoe or like another church, which is cool. But yeah, I mean, I'm having a birthday party tonight and I was like looking at the RSVPs and I was like, literally everybody goes to Mosaic who's coming. Well, that's an easy way to make friends. Yes. But Alexa Losi told me this when I moved to LA and she's like, your first year is your honeymoon phase mm-hmm. and you'll love it. And like everything's new and it's fun. Second year. And I don't think it always has to be this exact timeline. Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of the motions that you go through, though. And then the second year, like your next phase, your the honeymoon phase is worn off and you're like, what am I doing? I don't have the, because your, your first year too, you have all these like first service level friends right. that you're like going out with, but like you don't have your friends that are like coming over and watching movies at your mm-hmm. house, you know? Second year, you realize that and then the honeymoon phase is worn off and you're like, what am I doing? Third year, it becomes home and you have mm-hmm. the right people. So I feel like that's a lot of life phases for moving anywhere. And if you're not making your friends within the first, like your closest life on friends within the first six months, even honestly, mine was like two years. Like it is okay. Like that is so, so normal. But you also need to be making efforts. You made an effort the entire Mm -hmm. time. And you also made sacrifices Mm -hmm. for things that you wanted in life, like grad school and freelancing and doing Mm -hmm. all this stuff. Like 
you can't just like sit around, especially when you want to be someone who just does whatever you want. Like you can't sit around and wait for someone else to do something for you or wait for it to just fall into your lap. Cause like 99.9% of the time, friendships and like your dream life and their dream jobs, they're not going to fall into your lap. Oh, so good. <laughs> it's so true. And I knew that, like I knew that I wasn't pursuing yeah. friendships. I was like, I need to pay my rent. I do not have time to be going to dinners with people. It's not my, it's not my mission right now. Yeah. It's not my passion. It's not and my journey at it's this not point. My journey. Yeah. <laughs> like I just, I have to pay my rent. Like I cannot go, you know, and I, I did take some sacrifices with work. I was like, okay, this is crazy. Like I need to go make a friend right now. But I always like put myself out there. And I feel like I always, I'm not afraid to cold DM people on Instagram too. I feel like it's a lot better in LA like people are more open to that idea I think people just should do it everywhere though yes. I think that's the best way to make yes. friends like if you're new in a city and you're not going somewhere like you literally it's also like not maybe it's just because I've made for I've made like some of my closest friends on the internet 10 years ago mm -hmm. but like it's really not weird it's not like weird. if you're on dating apps going on dates with people why is it weird to like make a friend on Instagram I don't think you know it's what I mean I think, weird. It, I think it's nice to know a little bit about a person and like be like oh I think I could be friends with them like let's hang out I think Creating spaces too, which I'm really excited that I moved because I like creating spaces to invite people. And when I lived in a studio, I didn't really have that. Like it was always like, let's go out and meet at like Chick-fil-A or something. It was never like, can you come over? Yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's going to be helpful. Just like top off those friendships. So then Geneva, how did you find, this is the oh, last right. question. How did you end up finding Geneva? Okay. So I found Geneva through people I was freelancing with. So you, okay, sis, like people who I was doing social media for mm -hmm. had a home on Geneva. I mean, I've been an advocate for like Facebook groups, whatever. When I was freelancing, that's like how I booked my jobs. Yeah. I was like trolling Facebook groups, like posting, like, does anybody need help with social media, girl boss jobs, like any online community I could find. I was like trying to find a client or some opportunity, a job application, whatever it was. And so I was a big advocate for the idea of like an online community. And then when I saw that you guys were like, transitioning from your Facebook groups to Geneva. I was like, what is this app? Like, I just don't get it. I don't understand. And I applied because at that time I had applied to probably like a hundred full-time jobs. Like I just kept getting denied or not making it past a certain point in the interview process. This is when I was working last fall at Air One and I was just like applying for full-time jobs. And I didn't expect to get one immediately. Like I was like, okay, I'll probably be here for like a year and a half before I get a full-time job. And yeah, so I applied to Geneva as their social media person originally. So I applied and I, it was a really long process. I remember like it started in October and I didn't get hired until the end of December. Yeah. It was just like an intense process. And I remember I applied and I was like going back and forth. I had like so many interviews with so many different teams of people and I felt confident that I was going to get the job. And I remember they came back with me, they came back to me saying, Unfortunately, you didn't get the job as a social media person, but we'd like to offer you the position as a community manager or an opportunity to interview for your position as a community manager. And I was like, okay, I have no idea what that is, but I'll take it. It was like a higher salary. It was like a different, it seemed yeah. like oh, I vibe. darn. <laughs> I'm like, okay, bet. Like, yeah. you know, and also like, I wasn't sold on social media in the first place. I mean, I'm actually doing their social media now because we're like looking for another social media editor. Please apply if you're good at it. But I mean, I feel like I wasn't like sold. Like I've always had like this weird relationship with social media where I'm like, I'll do it because I can. But it's but not your dream. It's not like yeah. my dream is not to be like a social media manager when I grow up, yeah. but I like doing it. And so I was like, okay, like this sounds great. This is my dream. This is my passion because I mean, I've been involved with, like, clubs and communities my whole life. Like, I had, like, a whole pitch in my head, like, ready to go. So I was like, okay, this is great. I'll apply. And then I just think it was, like, a, a series of events that got me the gig. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was just funny timing. Like, I remember I was applying or, like, always interacting with her Instagram stories. And one time, you know Lauren Elizabeth, your friend? Mm -hmm. She, I, like, she posted on her story that she was looking for a place to have community. And I responded, like, you should try out Geneva or something. I'm sure, like, plenty of other people did, too. But when I walked into my shift at Erewhon, she was right there. And I was oh, like— that's funny. I know. I was like, oh, my God, like, I work for Kenzie. Like, I just, like, introduced myself, and I didn't say anything about Geneva. But I think—I mean, I'm sure she saw you doing it and, like, other yeah. influencers doing it as well. But she created a group, and it, like, gained a lot of people. And I think Geneva was like, wait, how did this— because they saw that, like, I interacted with her, and I interacted with them on DMs. 
And I think they were like, how did this happen? Like, who is this girl that is like talking yeah. about Geneva that doesn't it's work like for putting us? putting us on. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Yeah. And I I think they saw that I was working with you for you during the interview process. They saw that I was working for OK Sis. And then Kim was on your podcast. And it was just like a series yeah, and then of And I events. was like, you need to hire yeah. her at that point. Yeah. And so I think. I felt like they were taking a long time at that point. And I was like, <laughs> she needs to be hired. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it just happened. And But another thing, the reason I bring that up, though, is that you, this is the thing. Carla's like, yeah, I'm applying, whatever. And I'm like, I know them. Like, I will give mm-hmm. you a reference. But, like, you would have never asked me yes. for that. And that is the one thing that, like, all of us, like, I really, I, I say this to you, and I'm not good at this myself, but, like, you won't ask for anything. And I'm like, if anyone owes you anything, it is mm-hmm. me. Like, so it's like, I was like, I will talk to them. And you're like, oh, my God, you don't have to do that. I'm like, you also work for me. Like, it is kind of partly my job to, like, you True. know. So it's like, don't be afraid to ask or help or like a reference or whatever it was because like you would have never done that but I was like Carly I'm gonna yeah. you know what I mean yeah but I get it because I'm not good at that right no yeah. and I think that really like solidified like okay this girl's legit and yeah the rest is history and there you go yeah here you are really being a multi-hyphenate corporate nine-to-five pop star <laughs> podcaster lots of things lots love of that things. for you well thank you so much for coming on the show thank you can you tell everyone where they can find you and listen to your podcast that you need to really bring back consistently? I know. I, know. I mean, my Instagram is at Carly Rose Adair. I think that's my TikTok too. Please follow me on TikTok. Her TikToks are really good, actually. <laughs> they really are. I, I try to be funny. And then my podcast is the Carly Dare podcast. Honestly, just Google Carly Dare and you'll figure it out. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right, y'all. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, do not forget to get the Dallas live show tickets available. The show is November 11th at the factory. Doors open at seven. Margot Austria is the guest. Dom will also be there um, in some capacity. Like we have to go through the run of show to figure out like what her actual title is. She's, I guess, a guest, but like she's not really a guest. Like she's always, she's like a part of it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Love you guys so much. And I will talk to you next Thursday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.